live long and prosper. This is 30 Day Trek. I'm your host, Canon, and in this episode, we are covering the first part of the fourth season two-part episode, In a Mirror Darkly. This is the one where, after one of the best cold opens of any episode of Star Trek, where the final scene from Star Trek First Contact is replayed, only for it to go horribly wrong, followed by an altered opening credits where, instead of a montage of human exploration that ended with the launch of the NX-01, it's a montage of war and destruction, ending with the reveal of the logo of the Terran Empire, we get an episode so it's set entirely within the mirror universe, where the mirror version of our characters venture into Tholian space to find and claim the USS Defiant, the Constitution-class ship that was seen phasing in and out of the interdimensional rift in the TOS episode The Tholian Web, and get a leg up in the Terran Empire's fight against the rebellion going on. This episode can be seen as when Star Trek Enterprise was finally at its peak. After the previous third season with its season-long Zindi arc and its 9-11 allegory, Star Trek Enterprise had finally picked up steam. But the biggest jump in quality happened in its fourth and final season when Manny Cotto, one of the new writers brought on to season three, became the new showrunner. Being a huge fan of the original series, he shifted the direction of the series for a third time, put to bed the temporal Cold War plot thread that went absolutely nowhere, and the show finally became the prequel series that we were promised three years earlier. He also brought on Trek novelists and writing couple Garfield and Judith Reeves Stevens to help with bringing in more world-building texture into the series, which helped to give the fourth season a feeling of vitality and newness. And the Mirror Universe two-parter, and especially the first episode, is the culmination of this new direction. The love for TOS is all on display, and you can tell the production went all out with this one. So it was a poetic pisser when, during the filming of the next episode, they found out they were being cancelled. Which comes back to my descriptor of the whole series as frustrating in that by the time the show finally became good and what we wanted the show to 
B, it was too little too late, with the series ending with These Are the Voyages, which was a haphazardly thrown together series finale that had Riker and Troy crash in and draw attention away from our main cast who we had finally come around to liking. But getting back to the episode, this is unusual for me in that, for the most part, like Khan and Section 31, I've never been a big fan of the Mirror Universe. While the Mirror Mirror episode of TOS is a classic, I was never into when Deep Space Nine did their Mirror Universe episodes. I only really like Crossover, the first one, if only for the image of Mirror Universe Odo exploding into a splatter mess. And then with Discovery, well, I'll defend that series, as you'll see in the next three episodes. While I get the analogy they were going for with the handful of episodes that were set in the Mirror Universe, I did not like the over-reliance on Mirror Giorgio, since she felt like a character that the writers were way more into than the audience. And I hope that the Section 31 series that she's supposed to be the lead character of gets scrapped, since it does not sound appealing at all. When it comes to the Mirror Universe, it's an idea that works best in small doses. Any extended time within the Mirror Universe only shows how flimsy of a concept it really is. And I think the In a Mirror Darkly two-parter works because of its brevity. It makes its point, does it in an entertaining way, and then gets out. As for the origins of the episode, this was initially an attempt to bring William Shatner back to the Trek franchise. He was supposed to be either the older version of the Mirror Universe Kirk that was trying to escape into the Prime Universe, or the often referenced but never seen chef aboard the Enterprise who was an ancestor of Kirk's. But Shatner and Paramount couldn't come to an agreement, so the plan was scrapped. But Manny Cotto loved the idea of an episode set entirely in the Mirror Universe so much, they developed it from there. As I mentioned, the production went all out with this episode, with the Bridge of the Defiant being the first time since the original series that a complete Constitution Bridge set was built, and they even went further in that it was more fully functional than the original series Bridge set, and almost everyone involved loved doing this two-parter. The only two people who didn't like it were John Billingsley and Connor Treanor. The former because he felt like the episodes were banal, and the latter because when the episode director kept asking him to be more like a pirate, Connor did an over-the-top performance to show how dumb it would be to do it that way, to which the director went, Cut! Great! That's perfect! Moving on! So, he was locked into giving a performance that he hated for two episodes. Kind of reminds me of the crucifixion scene in Monty Python's Life of Brian, where, as Mr. Cheeky is being released and dragged away, Eric Idle is yelling, I'm only pulling your leg! It's a joke! I'm not him, I'm just having you on! Put me back! And speaking of biblical references, upon research, I found out that the title of the episode comes from 1 Corinthians 13.12. For now we see in a mirror darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know fully even as also I was fully known. I think this is the first time that Star Trek, a famously atheist series, referenced the Bible in any of its episodes. And while there are a ton of other references that I can get into, I'm just going to leave it here and say that In a Mirror Darkly and its follow-up episode is when the series finally became the show we were promised. I'd also like to give a shout out to George Soroy, my friend podcaster, and trekker who, even though he could never get into Enterprise, loves this episode since he is a fan of the Mirror Universe. We talked about this episode in both our Star Trek Music Podcast episode and our Nightmare on Elm Street episode of my main podcast, 
Ramblings of a Guy from Regina 2.0. He and I have been each other's support systems during the National Podcast Post-Month Challenge, and he goes through all the comic book films based on Marvel characters outside the Marvel Cinematic Universe in his podcast, From Duck Till Dark. It's been fun listening to him redo his episodes from two years ago with better audio quality and for adding behind-the-scenes production stories to these films. And if he's up for it, I wouldn't mind if after all of this, we do a post-game podcast episode on our experience doing this challenge. And that's it for Star Trek Enterprise. Join me tomorrow when we leave the Berman era behind and go to modern Trek with the only standalone episode of the first season of Star Trek Discovery that brings one of my favorite characters from TOS back into the fold. Live long and prosper, and also live well.